Welcome back to the Rachel LaFour Show. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should be in a dunk tank when I say that to you. Do you know what I mean? You remember those? That's what we used to think entertainment was. Dunk tanks. Also, can I hit you with something else in this fun cold open, as it were? Uh, I was reading on Instagram. That's a sentence that no one should ever say. I was reading on Instagram. Well, that tells you a lot about me. And somebody was sharing about how was it like uh wild hearts can't be tamed or what was that it was like the 1991 movie about uh the very famous woman who would uh jump off the pier at atlantic city on a horse into water you guys know what i'm talking about and then like 11 years into her career she went like blind from doing it and then continued to do it for years Anyway, I spent a long time going down the rabbit hole of reading about that. So I'm just fascinated by the things that we used to be like, that's entertainment. That's what I want to be a part of. And now here we are uh, just doing a podcast (laughs) and you guys are listening to me. Um, What I'm saying is I'm glad to be an entertainer now. Um, I don't think I'm well suited to jump off 70 foot uh, cliffs on a horse into a body of water. I said welcome to the show, but it's Rachel LaForce. Welcome back. Episode four. This is the only episode, by the way, I named before recording it. I was like, I could just feel all these things coming up to the surface and, you know, some big anniversaries that I'm celebrating, some closing out of some karmic circles, as it were. And I was like, you know what I'm feeling? Just a little, like a little, (laughs) just a little, uh, a little Natasha Bedingfield. That's right. Unwritten classic song for these times honestly if I could have just done this like entire episode of just playing that song on repeat and dancing and call it a podcast that's what I would have done um and I did want to play clips from the hills in this episode just for the nostalgia um but then it'll get flagged on Spotify and they won't play it so just imagine those as we go through you know I'm always going to be remembered as the girl who didn't go to Paris. Um, ah, Elsie. Look at her go. Um, so guys, the name of this episode is The Rest is Still Unwritten. <laughs> because A, Mama's still got a good sense of humor, you know what I mean? And also, it's the most accurate. Um, I know in the first two episodes... First, I kind of talked about this idea of dreams changing and why I'm doing this podcast. And the second one was about this like itch to roam and try new things. Uh, And then the third episode, I probably lost 50% of my audience uh, talking about the nuances of COVID and the pandemic. Uh, So if you stuck around with me through that, God bless you. If you haven't listened to it and you're like, well, now I got to uh, have fun. Have fun with that one. It's a little bit of a doozy, but I'm glad I did it. So here we are. And uh, here we are and here I am. I wrote down uh, some things that I really wanted to talk to uh, talk to you guys about because, hey, I really am talking to you guys. <laughs> uh, if you can tell that I'm like, what can I do where I just talk for a living? Because my entire life I've gotten in trouble for talking too much. Every report card, it was like, Rachel's really bright, talks a little too much. Um, so this really is the perfect line of business for me from me. Um, and there's just been so much going on. I just celebrated, uh, four years of sobriety. Hold the applause, hold the applause. Um, and what's so wild is like, I didn't even realize that like the day came and went, like, I feel like for so long it was like this very like precious day for me. And then I was trying to like, I was like, oh, I should like post about that. And then I'm like, oh my God, that was like last week, which honestly makes me feel so good. But also then like shows me, it's one of two things. It's either like, I'm just really in the groove and like being present and living my life that I didn't even realize. Or 
I am so busy living my life that I didn't realize. Do you hear the tonal shift there? It's one or the other. Uh, verdict's still out on which one it is. I am. Um, I feel like I, I, I want to start here. Okay, here's the thing. And I've said this so many times. I can't make this stuff up, okay? I don't. Half of the reason I think that I still identify as a comedian because it, I, I couldn't come to you and share these things with you without giving you that disclaimer and also letting you know all of these things are very real to me, okay? Uh, but I think it just supports my overall thesis of most things are nuanced and are more than one thing. But most of the time when the most, you know, so a lot of people that are in healing or in, or in spiritual work, they use the term channeling, right? They channel something, meaning that it doesn't come from them. It comes from a higher power, higher being, a spirit world, spirit guides, uh, their intuition, etc. And a lot of channeling happens in different ways. Um, but for me, the times that I've channeled the most potent information for me where I'm like, oh my God, oh, oh my God. Just those like tidbits of just oh, nugget, nougat, as it were, um, happens at the most bizarre times for me in the most like non like I'm not like tuning in I'm not chanting I'm not there's no incense there's no like it's me doing something living uh my most authentic life and things just come through and I'll hear myself say things now and I'm like oh wow that's pretty radical and then I write them down and I share them with you so that is my spiritual practice thank you so much for coming along could you imagine then I just went into an ad for like you know the green egg grill. We really love grilling at my house. Going to give you guys a coupon code um, because those are coming at some point and that's going to be fun. You know what I mean? How do I tell you um, about fun shampoos and then also share with you my innermost thoughts? I don't know, but we're going to find out. I uh, So the other, I Jonah is um, slowly weaning off of nursing and our breastfeeding journey together has been very interesting because he was in the NICU for the first couple days of his life. And so, um, we didn't really get as much time to nurse and, uh, because they were feeding him formula. It's long story. It's a podcast for a different day, but he, um, so when we brought him home, it took about two weeks to get him to where he was like comfortably latching again. So our journey together has been very special to me I think is it's special to a lot of mothers in in their own way um and because I know he just started taking foods and can I tell you does a sweet potato make this kid happy um and so I know that these days of us having this time together is coming to a close and um today he was taking a nap and of course, um, you know, as every mom does, you try to shove in like seven hours worth of work into the maybe 45 minutes that your baby's down. You know, it really actually would make a great unscripted show of just like these moms are going to lay down their babies and see how much they can accomplish with a time clock that they don't know how much time is left. Um, and then, you know, we just watch them like try to do things uh, before their babies wake up. Honestly, shocked that's not a show. I'm going to be honest, but you heard it here first. So trying to do all the things. And I'm like, shit, I need a shower. So I'm like, you know, trying to do that. And then I don't even hear him crying. But like my body is just so still attuned to him. I just knew about halfway through. I'm like, oh, crap, he's waking up. So I'm like, jump out of the shower quick. I can hear him crying. And like, you know, just I'm like, he can cry for a second. You know, I'm not the mom. It's like, he's crying. You know, he's fine. He's well fed. He has two a mom and a dad that just pay probably too much attention to him. And we FaceTime his grandparents every day. He'll be fine. Um, but you know, then by the time I, I did get in there, he was kind of like really worked up. And so of course I pick him up and I put him in my arms and, um, and I nestle him up to me and I'm just rocking him. And I found myself and I was just saying, I'm here now. I'm here now. Like, it's okay. I'm here now. I can't even believe I'm going to share this with you guys. You're like, oh, really? Now you're questioning yourself four episodes in, 10 minutes into this one. And uh, all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, I am here now. I am. I am here now, which I'm pretty sure is like a, a spiritual book, Eckhart Tolle. Um, so I know like the power of that. Right. But it's the same as anything of like, 
until it clicks in your own body, you're like, oh, okay, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Like, just like bloom where you're planted, you know, just like all of these idioms and things where it's like, sure, that sounds great. But until like it clicks for you, you're like, oh, holy wow. Like, so I felt like all of a sudden, like my whole world just like whoom, shifted and like zoomed out and then zoomed in all at once. And it meant so many things, which is like there really is no going back and like all of the things I feel like and obviously like I'm not being like I'm healed um could you imagine and I was like so this is the last podcast episode I've healed everything good luck in your life um somebody probably has made that episode but I I did all of a sudden really have this feeling of like so many of the things that I've really been wanting to clear and heal or even just be okay with like, I think that's so much about, I, I was talking about that with a friend earlier where it was like, do you ever fully heal triggers? Do you ever fully heal like all these things? I was like, I think we just get like more problems. Like, I think that's what happened. Like, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I've like finished all these. I think then it's just like, like you just get more. Um, <laughs> but I think I really pulled myself into the present and was really like, whoa the because there was still always the running dialogue of like so much of my narrative has been like this is my healing journey and like this is what I'm healing from and it was kind of the first which obviously like is important our stories are important but it was really the first time for me where I was like oh like you're starting a whole new like this what this is now we are here you are here now we are here now (laughs) and that's where I was like oh my god and then like after I came out of this you know spiritual trance literally just heard feel the rain on your skin no one else can feel it for you you know and I was like oh my god that's and that is why I do this work because that's 100% real where I had this like beautiful spiritual moment and then zoomed out and I'm singing uh, Natasha Benningfield's opening song for the Hills. And I've never felt more alive. Um, but it's true where I was like, Oh, everything else from here on out, like there's still just so much life to live. And like, I don't want to go off on this too much, but like I, one thing I really want to lend my voice to is this whole narrative of like, and it's coming a little bit, but it's mostly just more in memes of like, you know, so-and-so didn't sell a car until they were 35 and then like you know Vera Wang didn't make a wedding dress until she was 52 and it's just like celebrating late bloomers and we love to like pass that you know meme around but I don't feel like we're really taking that in of really what that means of like frankly I think it's creepy that we think that people are supposed to have like achieved all these things by the time they're 25 like they left their house at 18 presumably okay and like that's the person that's the person you want to trust especially when it's like any job posting you've ever seen where it's like must have 17 years experience and it's paying 15 dollars an hour like we just have this expectation of how much experience we want everyone to have yet there is this ongoing narrative of like that you're supposed to have everything achieved by 30 and also like how fucking boring could you imagine like that being like, okay, well, it's done. And obviously, yes, I understand the need of like, the, there are things that we want to go after, or we want to achieve, or we want the job, we want, you know, the gig, we want the partner, we want the house. Like, I understand that for all of the reasons, and I'm not going to go into them right now. But the fact that we're also not honoring, like, it's good that you don't get everything at once that's good. That's a good thing because it also allows you the time to like integrate the thing that you need in the moment. And that's something that I'm really coming around to, which is like, I for so long put my trust in everyone else with the idea of like, oh, they'll have the answer. Like they'll have the answer. And would have never occurred to me like if someone was like oh do you trust yourself I'd be like oh yeah 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 yeah. can I have another IPA like I you know what I mean like it never 
truly would sink in for me like i don't even i honestly I'd be like i don't know what the fuck that means you know what i mean like do i trust myself i don't i don't know what does that mean um and now where it is like this complete flip which is like even before you were consciously creating it's like four years ago right like you still were to a certain extent. You just weren't doing it in service of yourself. But like I still chose to pursue wanting to do comedy in Chicago and like gave that my all and achieved dreams there. Came to L.A. and like, you know, still decided like I could have stayed in Chicago much longer and been like, oh, I don't know. Like I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And I was like, screw it. I'm going like I'm going to figure it out. And I do give, you know, former Rachel a lot of credit for that because I don't even think I I don't think I actually knew how scared I should be (laughs) honestly like looking back it's like oh I should have been like way more scared for what it was that I was attempting to do but you know good on you Rach um and so but at the same time there's like so many things that when I was unconsciously creating that I'm like gosh I wish I knew how freaking good I was I wish I knew how much like how hot it is to give a damn about something. I wish I knew, you know, all of those things that we wish we could go back and give ourselves. But then again, I came back to that, that feeling of like, I'm here now. So you don't get to go back. You don't get to do it again, but you do have this whole new runway again. The rest is still unwritten. You still have this whole thing. So like you get to do the thing now. You get to recommit now. You get to build the thing now. So like, awesome. So no need to like keep looking behind or being like, oh, I wish I would have like achieved this thing already or I, or I wish that, you know, I would have had this thing together already. Like, sure, okay, great. But like, you didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I also wish my feet weren't size 10 and a half, you know, but like, good luck with that one, sister. You know, <laughs> like, I, I think there's, there's just so much still ahead. Like I was... um a former mentor of mine from Second City just celebrated 35 years of working at the Second City. 35 years. I'm 35. This woman has worked and nurtured a community of people and a theater for the same amount of time that I've been alive. Okay. And she has so much more life experience. And it was this feeling of like, we do our, that narrative of like, we're supposed to have things by a certain age or we're supposed, like all of these were supposed to's is I would say are actually some of the more damaging stories and narratives that we tell ourselves because we don't question them. Like fear narratives, like we all know where our fear is. We all know like our trauma, like even if we're not paying attention to it, like we're so super tuned in and aware of it, even if we're not giving it any sort of, you know, nod. But when it comes to the supposed to's, we're just like, well, yeah, of course, like I'm like supposed to like there's not any we don't question them. We share them all the time like it's normal. And I'm like, do you even believe that? Like, do you care about any of those or and also maybe you're supposed to list has changed. And because you're not actively paying attention to it, then you're not even allowing yourself to like change you're supposed to. So, you know little mid podcast homework write down what is the list of things that for yourself you've always been like oh I'm supposed to I'm or I was supposed to or I like what are those for you because those are not real <laughs> you know what I mean like I wish I could say something like super where you're like gonna walk away and be like oh my god I am so glad I listen to Rachel's podcast like that's like such a like beautiful point part but also like that's the other thing about a lot of things in life which is like I can give you the spiritual version but also like does it matter the the fact of the matter is like those supposed to's your fear narratives the things that like you keep going back to they do not matter you are here now you are here now even if where you are right now is atrocious because, you know, we, all of life is not beautiful. All of life, you know, there there are a lot of really, really dark times. And, you know, something my mom has always said to me, which, you know, is annoying, but also like so helpful. Like she's always been like, isn't it interesting where you are? And I always like that because interesting isn't like a interesting is like such a um you know like a like a southern person's like oh bless your heart you know like oh that's interesting um 
But it's true because it does have like less judgment, I guess. But, you know, allows you the sense of like, huh, is it an interesting where you are? And when we lead our life by these supposed tos, we don't allow for trigger warning, uh, the magic of life to happen. And we don't allow, there's no trust that happens in that place. There's no surprise that happens in that place. And it's nothing but um, force. There's, there's no, I don't know why I just thought about this, but like I've never seen someone so like full disclosure you know people are like what's a skill you wish you had um I really wish I could play the piano now some of you might go Rachel that's a doable thing and to you I would say I have 17 jobs a baby and I'm moving I'm not gonna learn how to play the piano but it is something that like I wish because there's just something so it's in, it's intuitive and it's flow and it's it's just so beautiful I think so it's something that like you know, that ship has sailed. I am here now. Okay. Like mama's not going to learn the piano. Um, but watching someone play the piano is so beautiful because it's melodic and there's movement and it always, it almost looks like looking at waves. Like no one's playing beautiful piano and just like, and, and, and just being like, uh, 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 like, Unless you're playing the organ. That's that's more of that flow. But do you know what I mean? Like there is this real sense of like whenever we're holding on. I know I'm not like, you know, really handing out just nuggets of advice today. But I do think it bears repeating. It's a reminder of like any time we're clinging on to something, the thing that wants to come through can't. Because we've already decided it's one thing. And whether you're at this turning point like me of, of moving and all these different changes the same is still true, which is like, can you allow yourself to be surprised? Like, can you allow yourself to play? There is this real sense of like exploration that we lose. Like, I think back to like my freshman year of college. Obviously, I can't live my life like I did when I was a freshman in college. I understand that. But I mean, like, I just moved to Chicago. I like every party felt like, you know, just being introduced to all these new worlds because you're around all of these kids coming from, you know, all these different places around, you know, the U.S. and the world. And you're experiencing all these things for the first time. And I'm like, you know, walking around the city of Chicago and just being immersed in everything and not really having the sense of like, okay, here's how everything's going to go. And there's this sense of like magic and the sense of play that we lose. And I think we're all feeling that a lot right now because of the current climate and the pandemic and everything that's happening. Like we've all just been kind of scared shut in a way. And even here, even in these times of like, isn't it interesting that we're alive at this time going through this? It's like, what needs to break open for you? What of these, you know, shoulds can you just allow to be like, well, could be, I don't know, could be. And I just think it's, I think it's important. And I think, I don't know, I I just hearing that of like, I am here now, just the simplicity of it was so refreshing. Like I, you know, so I feel like I know what I'm supposed to be doing with this podcast and what I'm supposed to be doing next, but I don't know how to label it. I don't know, you know, like I keep, when I meditate and stuff, I feel like I keep hearing like, no titles, no titles. Like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm like, okay, but like anything else, like, is there like a, do I get like a grade or something? And it's like, no, you're fine. Keep doing what you're doing. And then the next day I try to tune in again and hear my higher self. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, hi. And I'm like, do you have any like updates or anything? Or like, I'm, I'm like doing really well. Or like, is this going to go viral or something? Like, am I doing like what I'm like, what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> and I feel like I keep hearing radio silence because I keep I already know what the thing is. I know that I'm taking the first step. But again, it's that same thing of like the rest is still unwritten. 
like I found myself doing it again of like oh I should do this okay so now if I'm if I'm gonna like shift my voice a little bit like here are the things I'm gonna do and then here's how it's gonna work and it was that thing again of like you're here now don't do the same thing that you've done before because it'll end up the same as before so you know what I mean when the emotion gets so high you just sing about it but I feel like there really is that of here I was again wanting to check even so much of a friend of mine um does shout out to Sarah Taylor it's uh Sarah T Sarah T on Instagram and she's a um hilarious comic oh my gosh so funny and she is also um a spiritual healer channeler um I actually don't know what words she uses so I'll leave that for her but she does this group called messages and mojos where um it's she leads everybody in like a group meditation and then she uh channels information for different people and, uh, you know, as I'm kind of learning different things that I enjoy about the spiritual practice or things that I want to lean into more, um, I was like, let me like support my friend and go, uh, and do this. But if I'm like really being honest, like deep, deep down, it was like, okay, if I'm like really doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then like, I'm going to get a message that's like, you know, good job. Like you're about, this is about to pop off. Like, don't worry, girl. Like this is like, I just went for validation. You know, and like I keep thinking of like, oh, if I keep like doing this, then I'm going to get some sort of, you know, like, like I keep thinking that if I meditate enough, then I'm like going to get the answer. Does that make sense? Like I'm if I if I just tune in enough then I'm going to get what the end of this looks like. How cute, how cute that I think that how cute you know? And yet again, I mean, the, the message that came through was beautiful, but it was basically, it was literally everything that I already know. It's everything that I'm already doing. And I feel like it was again, like, you know, that very classic thing of, you know, you can't, um, plant a seed and then wait for it to grow or whatever that, you know, where it's like, just basically going back and checking your work immediately after doing it. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. You know, and I, and I'm still wanting to, for it to, to be that. And that goes back to the sense of trust that for so long in my life, I've put trust outside of myself. I have, you know, assumed that other people knew me better than I knew me, you know, and that's, listen, if you're in Hollywood, good luck if that's your MO. Um, (laughs) Things maybe would have been a little bit uh, different for me had I not had that mentality. But, um, oh, God bless people's here in LA. We're all, everybody's just figuring it out, huh? Um, (laughs) what a time to be alive. But I, I do where it was like, I kept putting so much trust outside of myself of like, oh, some, someone else will see it or some, someone else will tell me. And as sad as I still am about that, because now I feel like the more I'm getting to know myself, I'm like, dude, you're actually like kind of cool. Like, I like you. I mean, have my flaws, annoy the crap out of myself. My ego gets a little big sometimes. I try to do too many things at once. I, you know, but I'm also, anyway, I'm not going to like bore you with it. It's like, let me list all the things I love about myself. The point being that, you know, I think there are a lot of those lessons of like true self-love and self-worth and like healing all of those narratives for ourselves that do bring us around to being like, Oh, we are, we are pretty rad, you know, and really being able to like love yourself and like, how do you support yourself? And then in turn, like, how do you trust yourself? And it's like, I stopped doing the check-ins and trusting with other people. Now I was just doing it to like spirits. Y'all. Let me just say that again. That's insane. That it was like I for so long was putting my trust outside of myself being like, you know, oh, you guys have the answers like, you know what it is. And then I finally was like, oh, I don't do that anymore. I have inner trust. And now I'm just going to like, you know, arguably imaginary beings being like, is this good? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Please. Y'all. Trust. Can you trust? Can you have like a little bit of faith? Oh my gosh. I mean, that's just hilarious to me. And like, 
you know, I, I, but I know why so much of it's kicking up. It's because it's like I my house is halfway packed up. We're getting closer and closer to moving. And I'm I mean, I think I've grieved knowing I'm going to leave for a while, like even before it was like conscious. I, I've known for a while that Atlanta is what's next for us. Um, and my husband, too. I didn't like come home and I'm like, honey, we're moving to Atlanta. Like this, you know, it's been like a long ongoing conversation. Um, but I think really choosing to trust myself and be like, yeah, this is this is what we're supposed to do is also those, again, those action steps of like, I, but then I'm still like, okay, so then when I get to Atlanta, then the thing happens. It's like, no, dude, can you just go and like have a little bit of fun and enjoy yourself? And like, you know, and and again, it's like, I am here now. All of the ways that you, that you didn't dive in before in different phases of your life out of fear or, you know, the, the supposed to's or, all of those things, it's like you are here now. So making this transition, trust yourself. Trust yourself. And guys, I always just like talk about myself, obviously, which like hopefully is entertaining. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> what heavy lifting, huh? Um, but I only share the specificities of my situation because I know that the majority of you are shaking your head or nodding your head, being like, oh my gosh, me too. Yes, 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 me too. Like the specificity of my story, the energy of what I'm expressing, the what I'm feeling, all of these things are transferable. So, you know, I, that's, you know, I guess this is actually a great place in the pod to let you know. Uh, coming up for the next couple of weeks, I've got uh, guests. We're doing uh, pretty long form conversations with some wildly talented and funny people. I mean, I wrapped, uh, we've recorded about six of them. And every time I finished a conversation, just being like, this is the greatest gig in the world. And I just really encourage you to like, you know, you don't have to have a podcast, but if there's people that you really love, or if you're somebody that really enjoys conversation, like pick up the phone, call somebody, maybe text them and tell them that you're going to call them because that's weird. You know what I mean? Like you're like, why are they calling me? Um, so text and go, I'm going to call you to have a conversation, you know, like people used to. Um, but I really recommend it. I think especially now we're all kind of like, you know, we got thrown out the back of a wagon. We're all still kind of ironing out together and figuring out what this next part of the pandemic into an epidemic looks like, you know. Um, so I really think true, true connection and community right now is so important. So if you're getting tired of my stories, uh, don't worry, I'm going to be talking about my stories with other people while they share their stories. So those are those are coming up. So I'm excited for that. Um, and something else... Um, so, you know, with talking about going to Atlanta, something else that I was thinking about was I realized that I don't think I could have chosen Atlanta before because Atlanta is actually what's good for me. And what I mean by that is like, like when I first started dating Alex, like in my head, I was like, huh, dude, you need to run. You were too nice. Like, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> You know, and then I was also just like, yeah, I don't do like, what are you like? Nice to me? Like, oh, cute. You know, because I was just used to being with people who um, were emotionally unavailable and not always kind to me. Um, and I thought that was love. <laughs> so attachment styles. Have you heard of them? Um, so, you know, I it took me a while. And like, you know, I was in that process of self-love and learning all these things that I was able to like really make space to love Alex and have him in my life. And and he was so patient with me as I learned to love myself and, um, you know, like at any other point in my life, I wouldn't have chosen Alex because he was actually good for me. And I'm realizing that about Atlanta of like, I mean, Los Angeles is such a beautiful, wonderful city in so many ways, but it's also like a very abusive city in so many ways. Like it's expensive. There's, you know, parking is atrocious. The city is falling apart, but everyone, but it's like still keeping everybody like talk about like a fear narrative. I mean, you guys, there are like homeless encampments outside of $800,000 homes that are two bedrooms. Okay. And everybody is still like, no, this is like a great city. We're all just like healers, entertainers, and artists. Like, what are we doing? There's people that are like scraping by to stay here when like the majority of things are not open. Like, I mean, I could go on and on. And again, LA is also a very beautiful city, a very wonderful city. I've learned so much here, but just in my own experience, 
I'm like, LA is not replenishing me anymore. I'm finding that like I am still giving up so much to be here. And sometimes like, right, we sacrifice things to do the things that we love. And, you know, so again, I'm talking in like the nuanced way where I was like, for so long, I was fine to live in a place that didn't give back to me or I didn't feel supported in different ways because it was like, yeah, of course, <laughs> like I'm always uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would this be any different? And I feel like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it totally makes sense that I'm ready to choose a city that A, I love. If you haven't been to Atlanta, give that city your money because it's the most fun. Like there's amazing art. It's close to the water. Anyway, I'm not going to be like, you know, <laughs> and also sponsoring the podcast today is the city of Atlanta. Um, <laughs> but I do, I love it. I love that there's seasons. I love, like I've always felt this like very intrinsic instinctual pull back to Atlanta, but it's never been the right time. Um, and so I think in some ways I'm just like shocked that it's finally happening. Like I'm like, oh, wow. Like I just never, I thought I would live in LA for the rest of my life. Um, so I'm pleased and I'm just so delighted that I'm at this phase in this place in my life where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go somewhere that supports me too. I'm so stoked that like, and I'm scared, you know, I, I'm like, oh, hope I'm making the right decision here, you know? Um, just in the same way it was with Alex, like, oh my God, if I pick somebody who's nice to me, would I be bored to tears? You know, <laughs> like that's uh, th those same fears. They still exist. I just know that that's not the Rachel I am now that's talking to me anymore. Like I know, I know that ongoing narrative is just like past versions of myself that still want to like keep me safe. Um, sometimes. <laughs> hear me out. You know, if you've ever been like in a marketplace or something and like everybody's trying to sell you things, or even if you just have like green piece outside of your grocery store or something, I feel like those are what our old versions of ourselves sound like in our head. Like you can't listen to them. You can't remove them from the front of the grocery store. Like as much as you want, as much as you've healed and you want to remove these voices or these instincts, like they're with you. Just accept that they're there. When you come out of the store, you're gonna have to like pretend like you don't see the person. Like, I feel like that's the same thing with like old versions of us in our head. Like they're not going anywhere, but just, you know, be like, oh yeah, think, uh, you know, whatever it is that you have to say, oh, I have an appointment, like whatever, just ignore them. You're so used to ignoring people all the time that you can't ignore your own negative thoughts. Like try, you know what I mean? Like, I think you can. Um, so, you know, and I will say Greenpeace is the one job as a comic <laughs> and, uh, you know, that I never, I never did. I feel like, I feel like if you ask anybody who's like a hashtag multi hyphenate, they've done like every job. I would say like Uber Eats, Uber and Greenpeace, any of those affiliates or like the few sub jobs, gigs that I never did. Just a little bit about me. So I'm choosing Atlanta. I'm excited. Like my my family is all moving back there. I have friends with family and kids. And like there's like when I think of Atlanta, I just feel like a hug. I feel supported. And I also feel like it's this place where I can actually expand and I can grow and I can, you know, going back to what I was talking about of like we don't experiment. We don't play. And I feel like being in L.A. And again, this is just for me because I always hesitate because I know there's people that like either just moved to L.A. that I know or people that are like wanting to love it. So it's just my experience, which is, you know, especially because sadly so many theaters closed, you know, right before the pandemic and then during the pandemic that it's like even what I love to do, I can't even do at the rate that I moved here to do them. So it's like I'm stoked about the thought of like all of these new audiences that I get to reach, a new community that I get to build. You know, and then, uh, you know, fast forward seven minutes, but I'm still talking about the same thing. So I'm going to, you know, we get it. But I just I I ask that. For you, which is like, what are all of the ways in which routines and things that you've been doing for so long? Are they supporting you? And that doesn't mean that everything is because sometimes we're in places of transition where we have to do things that we might not love doing or we're not stoked to do or, 
you know, even sometimes like moving somewhere new is not fun at first or, you know, we can't move somewhere until we save X amount of money or, you know, like we had to move in with our parents or like there's all these narratives. So I'm not saying like, you know, hashtag love and light. That's not what I'm saying. But the things that you do have control over and wherever you are in your life, like how can you set yourself up so that you're making it just like a little bit easier for yourself? And I'm going to be honest with you, like the only truly the only way to do that is to be brutally fucking honest with yourself about what are the things that are supporting you and what are the things that are bullshit. Um, tough love with Rachel. Um, like I just like pulled up a chair and I was like, what's up, kids? Let's talk about drugs. Um, but seriously, like you do, you're going to have to be blatantly honest with yourself Um I even hesitate to say this, but I don't know why it's coming through. So I feel like I need to, which is like, even like, are you in a marriage? Are you in a marriage with somebody? Are you trying to go back into a relationship with somebody trying to make the river run a different way when you know full well, you're just going back into the same thing. You're going back into the lion's den. You're willingly doing it. You know, I mean, especially romantic relationships keep us in our own circle of, oh, that's, that's heavy. I don't know why I had to share that. So I don't know if somebody's going through that right now. Um, if so, my heart is with you. But, you know, there, there's all of these things that what are the ways in which that you can support yourself and you have to get honest with yourself, even if that's like, you know, you spent 20 years working yourself up the corporate ladder and all of a sudden you're there and you're going, yeah, I don't think this is I'm not into this anymore, you know. Um, so what are the ways that you can be honest with yourself uh, and and create things that support you. Um, I know for, I'm just checking my little list here because I feel like there was so much that I, that I wanted to tell you. Um, you know, and one of the ways as I'm like, how are you going to get honest with yourself? Uh, just like goading my audience, um, is something I've been realizing, which is like, what would I say if it didn't have to be funny? Like, what would I really share with people if it didn't have to be funny, what would I say? <laughs> Can you tell I'm uncomfortable telling you that? So much that I had to sing afterwards because I'm like, <laughs> uh, what? Uh, so I don't know. But that's one of mine for right now. And listen, I'm not like people are like, no, please be funny. That's why we like you. I'm not saying it's going to go away. Okay. I enjoy it. This is who I am. Um, but just in regards to like a lot of the work that I want to do, I think it is going to require you know a, a new version of me and, and and a lot of that I think is going to require like being okay to not always have to have like funny first um although funny first sounds like a great organization if you guys exist let's get uh get together get involved um so that's just one for me that I'm that I'm kind of sitting on I um like I said it's this time is also interesting for me in this idea of like you know, the rest is still unwritten because I'm closing out. I think I started to talk about this earlier and then of course, you know, squirrel <laughs> went on to something else, but I, um, I'm closing out a lot of karmic circles for myself. That's how I identify it. Everybody has a different term, but let me tell you what I mean in the event that that language is, I don't know, shocking to your ears. Um, if you've been doing certain things a certain way and then suddenly you decide to do them differently or you heal them or, you know, that just it's basically like full circle, right? When someone's like, oh, it all came full, full circle. Um, that is very real and pay attention to those. I feel like it's so easy for us to like, we start to feel that like gooey feeling of what that feels like when things do come full circle or kind of that like magic, right? For lack of a better word. And then we like so quickly just like drop it because we're like, oh, that's weird that I would feel that way. And it's like, do you know? how much energy we put into feeling halfway decent half of the time that like when you experience something that makes you feel good, can you just sit in it like for a second? You know, like we're so quick to be like, Oh, sorry, I got emotional. And it's like, yeah, good. <laughs> um, I should just rename this episode to like tough love with LaForce, but you know, I would say this is going to be the last one, but it's not, it's probably just the first so for me, you know, one of them is like, I've been in LA seven years this month and, you know, I'm going to butcher this, but th there is, um, it's, you know, scientific or medical fact that every seven years, all the cells in your body regenerate. So essentially every seven years, you are a completely new person. Um, every, you know, uh, 
every seven years, like your credit score turns over every, you know, like there seven is a very powerful number. And I think it's interesting that I really feel like I'm not leaving LA with all of the things that I thought that I would, that I thought I was quote unquote supposed to, but what I'm leaving with is so much better (laughs) And also like so much more fucking interesting. And this is just for me because I'm like, oh, what I get to create next, like it's not over yet. Like I'm still leaving. I mean, first of all, I'm coming back in June for work. So, you know, I'm acting like I'm just like getting on the Mayflower, never going to see my family again. But, you know, I, I I'm not moving here. It still is, you know, entering this new chapter. And like who the the Rachel that moved here, I mean, thank you. I mean, like I said, it's like, thank you for being scared and thank you for, for all of the mistakes you made and all of the choices you made and all the times that you chose to wake up and do something different because we wouldn't be leaving here with everything we have to get to go to do what we're going to do without you. So thank you. I mean, we probably could have done without a few other things, but thank you, uh, Rach, because you really did, you really did some work. So it's seven years and it's like I am a completely new person and I feel like it is it's circling back to that of like I am here now. I am here now. And I don't know I just think it's so potent and exciting and it's something that I wanted to share about because I feel like if it's something that's coming up for me it's coming up for you and I also feel like the last two years have been so disruptive in so many different ways that I think everybody's kind of shaking out to the other side different than how they thought they were going to. Um, And I always think if it's something that's coming up for me, it's something that's coming up for the collective. And so it's something that I really wanted to share, you know, and then lastly, where it was like, yeah, I, you know, four years ago um, and some change now, because I, you know, again, just where I was like, I'm so busy living my life. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about like, dude, four years, no booze. Like, which if you knew me before, you know, you'd be like, that's, that's a feat. No booze, no cigs. Good for you, Rach. Um, and I remember a, a dear friend of mine who is also in recovery. And, uh, I had met up with her at the beach one time and she said, um, and I was new, I don't know, maybe not even a year into, uh, my sobriety journey. And she said, yeah, I mean, it really kind of all clicked for me at year four. And I remember being like, man, I wonder where I'll be. You know, again, that idea of like thinking that I knew, like I hadn't even met Alex yet, like thinking that I really knew it was going to happen. And also, you know, what's the most cute is I thought it was going to be like so fast. (laughs) Like I thought I would like get everything together just like so quickly. Um, and so it really is that feeling of like, Oh, yet again, I stared down the barrel of something thinking that I knew what it was going to be like. And I had no idea. And it doesn't mean that like everything has been great, right? Like life is life. And like a lot of life is just like waiting in line at the DMV. You know, like I have like a punch out list for LA of everything I have to figure out before I get like, we've got to get new health insurance. We've got to, you know, get licenses. We've got to switch over LLC. Like, all of the mundane bullshit life stuff, right? And that takes up a lot of our time. But just really wanting to hold space for myself. Uh-oh, hold space. <laughs> Another friend of mine, comic, very funny. She goes, do you know this phrase? Everybody's saying this, hold space? What does that mean? I was like, you know what? That's fair. I'll give it to you. That's fair. But um, I'm going to hold space for all of the versions of myself over the next couple weeks um yeah just all of the work that they did in order to like get me here and like you know I think about as I go into this next phase and like I said I keep checking in you know being like can you tell me what happens yet can you tell me what happens yet and it's like no because even if I would have moved to LA and like you would have told me what happened like seven years it's like in seven years here's what happens like I don't think I would actually want to know because it does make it so much better just to like live your way there, right? The rest is still unwritten. Uh I think that's it. 
you guys. I know I just like dropped like a bunch of knowledge on you and then I'm like, and scene. But you know what, baby? That's how it comes. How it comes and how it goes. I um I just want to say thank you so much again for listening. Like I said, there's so much more fun new stuff coming up. The next couple episodes are going to be me. Um, I always tell people I don't interview people. I have conversations with people. Um, if I wanted to interview you, you know, I would be working for like a school newspaper. I want to talk to you. I want to learn about you. So uh, some of these people are my friends. Some are, are folks that have joined me in different parts of my journey. But they're really, really in-depth, beautiful conversations. So those are going to be coming up over the next couple weeks um, as we're moving and transitioning. I might pop in a little bit to do a few of just me here and there. Um, but I, you know, what's so funny about this, this podcast episode is like, I can't wait like a year from now to listen back to this and go, <laughs> she had no idea. Idiot. But isn't that how it goes? Uh, so I hope for you, whatever uh, cosmic karmic circles you're closing out right now, you can really hold space for those. I, I have a laundry list of ones for me, but uh, I think you get the idea. So I won't waste your time with those guys. This has been the Rachel LaFour show. That's right. To name the show after anything else would just make it harder to Google. If you like this show, please, please tell someone, please tell someone, uh, you can now rate on Spotify as well. So please go rate, re- leave a review, take a screenshot on your phone, tag it. Even if you just DM me and give me beautiful words of affirmation, uh, I will take those words. Okay. That is my love language. Uh, and I'm scared. So encouragement is great. Uh, again, I'm going to be starting a Patreon in the next couple of months. Uh, I'll probably do like a, a $5 support the podcast. Uh, then I'm also going to be doing a, uh, kind of a, a slightly higher tier. We're going to be doing, uh, kind of online symposiums where we bring, bringing in other people kind of doing Q's and A's, uh, only questions and then answers. They're not going to be together. Okay. Just Q's and then A's. Um, and we're going to be doing some community stuff, both online and in person. So I would really, if you're digging this, uh, you know, they say if you build it, they will come. So that's what I'm doing. I am making myself a fit receptacle for the rest of this since my spirit guides won't tell me what happens. But here is what happened today. We had a lot of fun. I love you so much. Do the best you can. Cut out the noise. Tune out. Tune in. Love you. Maybe. <laughs>